0: You want Hey 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 yeah hey oh what's happening everybody how is it going welcome to another show another episode of not rocket science episode 72 i believe for those of you don't know this is the show that talks about the intersectional relationship between technology culture and business coming at you on this what was a rainy day in brooklyn um, But now it's started to clear up a little, so how about that happy Labor Day to all you out there um, with the day off, myself included, trying to get that extracurricular working, you know what I'm saying? Or if not, hope you guys are uh, grilling up burgers and dogs on the grill and uh, playing frisbee, drinking White Claws and shit, all that good stuff, getting White Claw Wasted. That's what Labor Day sounds like to me. Anyway, hope you guys are doing well. I was away on vacay, and now I'm back again. I was up uh, getting a little white claw wasted myself, matter of fact, up in uh, Vermont for the past week or so. Just rented a house on a lake up there, relaxed a little bit. Um, it was a little chilly. I actually didn't go swimming. It was a little too cold for me, not for others. Um, but it's a fun time. It's on an island off Vermont, actually. Did you know Vermont has islands? I don't think most people know that Vermont has islands that you can go on the island. We went to a vineyard, drank some whizine. There's like the mountains and the lake right there. It's just it's very picturesque. Underrated. Underrated for the gramme. Everyone wants to be going to other parts of Canada, on the West Coast, you know, Vancouver, Calgary, places like that. People go to Maine, you know, people go to the Great Lakes. People aren't going to the Vermont Isles. It's an underrated place for vacations. Um, I like to keep it that way. So you can keep your selfies elsewhere, and I will stay on the lake in Vermont on an island chilling um it was good it was good i broke my dad's finger playing football that wasn't so good uh i didn't even throw it that hard he just kind of went up and uh jammed his pinky he didn't break it he the tendon fell out of position on the bone um so yeah that's gonna take some physical therapy so that sucked but overall the trip was pretty good not too happy about being back in Zite. But, uh, you know, the whole, uh, time thing is going to happen and eventually you got to get back to business. Um, so here I am, here I am coming at you fresh, got back here around 10 o'clock last night. Uh, and today what I'm going to talk about is actually going on vacation, but more so going on vacation from, um, your digital day to day for this trip. I brought my computer, come on, college football started, I had to watch my horrific Rutgers, Scarlet Knights, uh, in their season opener, but they actually won, so uh, good for them. They beat UMass. A little scary at first, but they got it done. Um, so I brought my computer mostly for that, and just to, you know, casually surf the web. Do people do that anymore? I still do that. Um, But... The major thing I did was I kind of unplugged from my day-to-day. So no Slack messages, no uh, texting really. I didn't really text at all other than the people I was with up there. Um, no email. I did not look at my email. I didn't look at my LinkedIn. didn't look at my work email. I didn't look at my personal email. No Slack messages. None of that stuff. None of that. I just did not check any of it, I still haven't checked my personal email in about a week, still haven't checked it, I'm going to wait till tomorrow, today is Labor Day, so it's a national holiday, so I feel pretty good about not missing out on anything if I don't check my email today, but uh, yeah, I'm going to dive into all that junk tomorrow, and go from there, Um, but yeah, I just want to talk today a little bit about what that can give you when you go on vacation and do not check your email, how it affected me, what changed about me from the beginning of the week to the end of the week, things like that. So here's the deal. Before going on vacay, I was kind of in a weird place with work. I didn't mind the job itself so much, but I have a very long commute day to day, very long commute. Um kind of sick of it. Still kind of am over it. But what was happening was because it's the end of the summer; it's a big recruiting time of year, and my inbox is getting flooded with these recruiters reaching out to me about roles about you know, throughout New York City, which is cool and all. But um, what happens is you get your priorities can change when um, you start getting these inquiries all the time, and uh, you start really almost subconsciously at first getting into this mode of like, Oh, I have to change jobs. I'm sick of this commute. I'm getting all these, you know, recruiters hitting me up. I got to do that. So, you know, I started like taking interviews here and there and I started, um, just kind of exploring roles and things like that. And, uh, I realized once I cut all that out for a week and didn't really look at my email, didn't really look at people hitting me up randomly for some Opportunities kind of interesting; others not so much. But you convince yourself that they're interesting, and it gets to the point where, um, once you remove all that noise, you realize what you already have isn't so bad. And there's certain aspects about my job that are bad, meaning the commute. But there's other things that um, are good about it. I learn a lot about things that I'm interested in. I uh, have a decent work-life balanced commute aside um not like pulling long hours in the office that's very far away so it gives me time to kind of explore other things and um at the end of the day after just thinking about this for a week I kind of realize I'm not a good employee I'm really just not meant to really I don't think I'm meant to be an employee I don't think I'm a really great employee at my current job I'm okay I'm all right you know, I do what I have to do, but it doesn't. I'm not one of these people that naturally lights a fire under their own ass to allow themselves to climb up the corporate ladder and look good to you know senior management. I'm just I've never really operated like that. When it's someone else's priority, I can only get so interested in it, to be honest. Um, and what I realize also is all these recruiters hitting you up because I work in tech industry, but um, because I work in design for the tech industry. I just realized, you know, they don't really care about me. Like, it's this... I was watching this documentary the other day about uh, George Lazenby. I don't know if you ever heard of George Lazenby. He was the guy who played James Bond for one movie. It was on Her Majesty's Secret Service. It was the first James Bond movie after Sean Connery. He was the first guy casted as James Bond after Sean Connery. Interesting documentary. He basically lied his way into the role and then um, just won out the role by being more demanding than uh, all the other people who are desperate for the role. So maybe that's another business lesson in itself. Maybe not Not getting into it today. Anyway, what was interesting was um, how he quit. He quit after one movie. It wasn't because he sucked or anything like that. They offered him six more movies in a contract, and he turned it down because he said it didn't feel right, didn't feel like him. There was all these... Um, Stipulations in the contract about what he could do, what he can't do, how he can dress, what types of movies he can do other than James Bond, etc. And he turned all of it down at the time. Um, not sure if that was the smartest move. Could have been, you know, Roger Moore, basically, or maybe even another Sean Connery. But uh, anyway, what was interesting to me was one scene where he was talking about once he became James Bond he started getting paid to go to parties, like nightclub appearances, um, which was totally bizarre to him, but, you know, he did it, obviously. But what he realized was, you know, people weren't paying him to go to the party. People were paying to have James Bond appear at their party. And that had, like, a profound effect on him in a certain way, it seemed like. And, uh, personally, you know, if I'm James Bond, I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll wear the tuxedo. I'll even bring a fake gun if they let me bring it. You know, I do the whole nine and go to the nightclub as James Bond if they pay me. But what kind of resonated with me was I was thinking about these recruiters reaching out to me based on like my LinkedIn profile, which is like the shallowest form of communication or personal identity in my opinion. But, um... You know, really what it it boils down to is like you have all these companies reach out to you. Some of them are pretty prominent. Um, They're saying how impressed they are by you and blah, 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 blah. They're not really impressed, but they don't know shit about you. Maybe besides your LinkedIn profile, they might have seen your website. Maybe at best your website. That's it. That's it. That's all they're going off of. They don't really know you. And you really just feel particularly in the design world that you're, a set of hands, you're a commodity, and that's it. And when they're, you know, looking at you in the interview process, they're really just thinking, "Is this the best commodity I can buy?" It really, unlike other positions, feels almost like, in a way, like someone going to Home Depot and shopping for an air conditioner. It's like, "What's the best air conditioner based on my needs that I can get for the cheapest price?" And that's the same thing. And you can make the argument on certain levels. Um, That's the case for any job. But for a creative job especially because it's like they're looking at visuals that you made and they're looking at, you know, how well you can explain your process and all that. But, I mean, I find most of that kind of bullshit anyway because, like, I've personally seen – probably hundreds of ux portfolios and a lot of the process is more or less the same steps for everybody. Um people like to talk about their process like it's unique. It's re- it's really not, you know, with books like Google Ventures, Sprint book and things like that. For design thinking, it's it's all basically being commercialized and companies look for the same thing because it's safe and companies don't ever want to be risky. Um my boss is probably currently at my current job the least corporate person you'll ever meet, and the reason why I got the job is because I explained that like I don't have a set process it's very much project dependent, and you know I could tell you this loose version of my process that will sound very smart and very much like I'm on the cutting edge of how the design industry thinks about doing product design, but if you want the real nitty gritty it's it 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 wasn't that interesting. <laughs> Um, there was some discovery, there was lots of usability testing, etc. But the bottom line is we kinda had a hunch already of what we wanted to do. We did it. Um there were a couple things along the way that we learned and pivoted on, and other than that it was basically what we thought it was gonna be. And that's not always the case. I always bring up Uber as an example where there's a lot of discovery involved because it's a very much, you know, a physical action, um and there's, you know, logistics going into it. There's geography um you know there's communication issues there's things like that but for other products like e-commerce it's you don't run into all those like real life spatial temporal and behavioral uh instances that you run into on something like an uber app so it's very different industry to industry and i just don't want to sugarcoat that i you know did this basic uh Design version of an ayahuasca retreat to come up with these brilliant solutions, because uh sorry, it's not how it happened, but um anyway, I feel like I'm going on a little tangent here, but the point of all this is, in an interview, you're definitely looked at as a commodity, and the more I got away from being in the middle of all that, the more I realized I'm just chasing something that's going to leave me in the same place of where I am now when it comes to happiness standpoint so the better move is to do my own thing actually man up do my own business um give it a year go full throttle ahead with it and make that your primary uh your primary goal so i came up with some e-com ideas for business while i was on vacation and that's what i'm doing that's my plan this year putting it on tape now, uh, so I stick with it, and yeah, I realize, you know, my job's okay, Um, all these recruiters hitting me up are, don't really care about me, they care about potentially what I can do, which I already knew before this vacation, it's just, when you get away from it, the perspective becomes clearer again, on a macro level, of how, you know, you're just in this hamster wheel, and you're, you might be able to move to a shinier hamster wheel with a cooler color, but it's still a hamster wheel at the end of the day. And they all look at you as a new hamster. So that is where I'm at with all this. That's what not responding to emails and things like that did for me. Um, and yeah, I'm going to stick in my current job. I think at least for the time being, um, meaning like the fall season into next year, I do have one interview that i scheduled before I left coming up this week for a company that I don't know what I was thinking taking this job the reason why I took the interview is because it's like five minutes away from my my uh home so I think I was overcompensating and stretching a little because of the commute um but yeah I don't know I don't I'm still I might even cancel this interview I'm definitely not super passionate about it at this point so I still might go I might not I don't know, I'm on the fence with that one, but the bottom line is I'm not gonna get honey dicked by the recruiting world's weak um game of enticement when it comes to these uh, quote unquote really interesting opportunities um It's all the same shit to me. I'm gonna do my own thing, make my own money. And that's it, moving forward, so yeah i'm gonna be i'm still in this early discovery phase of what I'm doing with this e-com business but um'm gonna invest a little bit in the education side of things. I have some niche product ideas, figure out the product development process um and go from there. I'm not really interested in doing drop shipping per se, but we'll see i'm not I'm not gonna go into it with any uh pre Define notions. I'm just gonna be in an open book and go from there. But the point of all this is figuring out, you know, who you actually are. Not to sound too Tony Robbins life coachy. I don't like saying find out who you are because you know I'm still figuring out who I am to be honest. But um one thing I do know is that to me, there's people that do their own thing, and then there's people who are on the path of becoming like CEOs. Which is funny because founder and CEO um are often lumped together as kind of the same thing, but they're really different. I hate the term founder. Oh, I hate the term founder. I would probably if I if I ever started my own company that was like successful from scratch, I wouldn't even call myself founder. I'd make up some bullshit like digital director or senior director or some, something like that just the idea of being a founder to me is so gross this day and age because of not so much the title. I think it's actually really cool to start your own thing and be the founder of something. It's just the gross commercialization of that word since hustle porn and entrepreneurship has become such a overly romanticized thing in pop culture. So yeah, to me, the idea of being a founder is just no thank you. But The idea of starting my own thing um, as a side and just scale slowly and slowly and slowly I think is uh, what I'm going to be doing. It's the right path for me. And I know it's this over-romanticized thing and it seems like it's the right path for anybody or everybody. And I really don't think it is. Um, I wish I was somebody that could just stay at one corporation, climb the ladder, get you know eventually a senior management job, and that's it. Um, because honestly, I would be happy with that amount of money. This idea of being like startup bro, you know, who makes a hundred million dollars in stock options after he sells his company or whatever. That's not that appealing to me. I don't need that much money. I don't need that much uh, notoriety. It's just what I do need is freedom. I do need the ability to make my own decisions and not have people, with more managerial experience or whatever, make the decisions for me. Um, because I often see that day to day in my career and I question the decision making sometimes. And it bothers me to be a lower peg in a organizational chart and not really have faith or trust in the people above me sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, um, And, yeah, I want to be able to, like, live and die on my own sword, basically, and uh, make my own decisions. And I've been definitely more horizontally focused than vertically focused. You know, I'm always kind of learning a little bit about this, about that, and I kind of just want to aggregate all that knowledge into something and go from there. And for the real expertise, you know, leverage other people to make those decisions that are very specialized, um, but yeah, that's what I want to do. I think that's kind of where all signs are pointing to. So that's what I will be doing. Um, what I will not be doing is more of this job search baloney. And uh, yeah, that is it. So I just wanted to share that this week. I haven't really been um, doing too much you know, businessy reading or experiencing much this week. I've been kind of just on a lake chilling. But I have been thinking about that. So I just wanted to share that. Um, and yeah, that's the episode. It's kind of a short one. I'm kind of, I'm kind of liking this like 20 to 25 minute range. I feel like the longer winded podcast sometimes is a bit too much since I'm just blah, 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 all day. So that will be all for today. Uh, hope you guys have an awesome labor day. Hopefully the rain, if there was rain by you, um, didn't damper things too much. And for those who are in Florida and Georgia, stay safe with this damn hurricane, huh? Because things are looking pretty spicy at the moment. Um so yeah, stay safe. Not looking the best and everyone in the Bahamas and areas that already got hit um hopefully we get some help ASAP a little bit better and quicker than Puerto Rico fiasco. But uh, we'll see. Anyway, stay safe. Um, if you want to reach us, I'm back checking email this week. So, yeah, at show at com or on Instagram at NRS underscore show or uh, Twitter at NRS underscore show. I realized I got a couple DMs a long time, like two months ago when I was in Vegas on vacation, also not checking DMs. And I never got back to them. So uh, I apologize to anyone who... Might have reached out on Instagram. I just missed the DM. And it got buried. And I didn't scroll. And I just noticed. um, Today actually. So I apologize for that. But I will be checking on Instagram. Also. If you want to leave us a review. On the App Store. It would be much appreciated. As always. And until next time. Later guys. Thanks. Take it easy. And. Peace.